1: That's 800-760-1845.
2: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on!
3: How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. It is Tuesday on the program, and you know what that means. Got a lot to talk about here tonight, this afternoon, this morning. Obviously, we've got the AEW Rampage versus WWE SmackDown numbers. They came out shortly after we went off the air yesterday. And if you have somehow been living on Mars, for example, and you don't know what happened, well, if you heard yesterday's show, it pretty much explained what happened. But I'll give you all the details here on the, on the program today. We've got dynamite ratings as well from Saturday night. Last night, of course, was Monday Night Raw, which was the go-home show for Crown Jewel. We got the lineup for Crown Jewel, which actually, Crown Jewel is a pretty strong show. I mean, the lucrative, uh, financially, this is the most lucrative uh, WWE show of the year, surpassing even WrestleMania as a result of WrestleMania airing on the, on the Peacock. Uh, the amount of money that WWE is paid by the Saudi government for this show makes it the biggest WWE show of the year, and it's largely a WrestleMania-caliber lineup for the show. But it's on Thursday, so no one's going to watch it. But anyway, we'll tell you about, at least live, I'm pretty sure a lot of people will watch it. But we'll talk about the lineup, we'll talk about Raw, talk about NXT tonight, plus Halloween Havoc. Guys, remember in the dying days of the dying company called World Championship Wrestling, Chucky appeared and did an angle on Nitro? Well, Chucky will be appearing at Halloween Havoc. NXT on the USA Network, so we'll tell you about that. And to be fair, it actually wasn't horrible what they did with Chucky in the dying days of the dying company known as World Championship Wrestling. Hopefully this will be good as well. We'll talk about that and so much more. AEW hey, and SmackDown after the break, Wrestling Observer Live.
0: Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and his exact words were, it changed my life. I used to spend a ridiculous amount of time trying to remove tomato sauce from inside our microwave and soap scum off the bathtub. It's like seriously magic and my secret weapon for cleaning the kitchen, bathroom, doors and walls and even keeping my sneakers clean. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Greatest invention ever. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean,
1: Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. The unicorn of cleaning. Do you need to sell your home? 1759. 2080.
2: Can I get a weight reading on the Cat in Exam 3? Zuri
0: needs a new vet tech after their current one literally moved to a farm. But finding an ideal replacement takes some training. This
2: is like herding cats.
0: Indeed can help them hire great people fast.
3: I need Indeed.
0: Indeed you do. Schedule virtual interviews and talk to candidates right from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here,
2: Wrestling Observer
3: Live, Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Friday Night SmackDown. What two and a half hours? The last half hour went head to head with Rampage. The first half hour of Rampage. And then after the Smackdown show ended, the 92 hour and 30 minute Smackdown, they just replayed the show. So the Rampage show and the Smackdown show went head to head. Rampage on their usual station of TNT and Smackdown moved to FS1, both on cable. We talked about what all of this meant. And of course, yesterday we... Discussed some predictions and etc., and uh, I did say yesterday that I believed that Rampage and SmackDown, either Rampage won the eighteen to forty-nine, or it was going to be very close. Why did I? Why did I believe that? Well, because this is happening again in two weeks. They will be going. Well, they won't be going head to head. That's the story. Rampage will be on TNT in two weeks, and SmackDown will be again on FS1. And on Monday morning, WWE announced that going head-to-head with Rampage would be Talking Smack. And that was a real giveaway to me. Why would you do that if you smashed them at 18-49? You just want to do it again. So that, to me, felt like they were throwing in the towel by having Talking Smack. Nothing against Caleb Braxton, but... Talking smack, going head to head with Rampage is not going to make it dead. As it turns out, the Smackdown show did eight hundred and sixty-six thousand viewers on FS1. The show did a zero point two four rating in eighteen to forty-nine. Rampage did five hundred and seventy-eight thousand viewers on TNT and a point two four. In 18 to 49. Now, if you take the entire SmackDown show, the entire two-and-a-half-hour show that began at 8 o'clock, and you compare that to the one-hour Rampage show that started at 10 o'clock, SmackDown did win by 1,000 viewers. 314,000 to 313,000. However... In the actual head to head battle, thirty minutes of SmackDown, featuring a commercial free thirty minutes, Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks, as well as Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar doing a contract signing for a crown jewel. That going head to head with CM Punk versus Matt Sidal and Ruby Soho versus the Bunny in the 30 minutes head to head rampage 328,000 viewers smackdown 285,000 viewers in the quarter uh, the not the quarter hours but like the uh, in 15 minute segments when it was uh Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks going head to head with the CM Punk versus Matt Seidel match Rampage won handily in 18 to 49. In the, they would be 363,000 for AEW, 272,000 for Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. In the final 15 minutes, head to head, this would have been Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar versus Ruby Soho and the Bunny. They tied 293,000 versus 293,000. However, if you want to be completely fair, uh, AEW would have gotten the victory. I guess you that would not be fair because they did have six minutes of commercials. and They had six minutes of commercials. They had to do it. It was a requirement by TNT. But the Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns segment was going head-to-head with Ruby Soho and the Bunny and six straight minutes of commercials. And it was 293,000 versus 293,000. So at the end of the day, going head-to-head, AEW won 18-49. They lost in viewership, which pretty much everybody had expected. And this was enough for WWE to decide, well, the next time we have the opportunity to go head-to-head, we're not going to go head-to-head. Because they pretty much threw out everything commercial-free for this final 30 minutes, and they lost to, quite frankly, a regular edition of AEW Rampage. So, you know... What can you say? It was, in many ways, an embarrassment to WWE. They attempted to bully AEW. They picked the fight, and they lost. And Roman Reigns, I mean, from now until the end of time, we're going to see these memes where the bunny is asking to be acknowledged. Acknowledge me, says the bunny in Ruby Soho, after Roman Reigns had talked a lot of trash about WWE and CM Punk, and I mean, if you look at what uh, Roman drew in 18 to 49 and what CM Punk drew, well, CM Punk drew about 70,000 additional 18 to 49 viewers. So, anyway, that's the story. I don't think I need to harp on it any longer. Any thoughts on any of this, Mike? No,
4: just leaves the door open for more. Fi- I mean, it could not have ended better with that v- virtually identical. Mike Goldberg tie Um, it's gonna you know WWE fans are gonna say look at the overall number and it's not gonna stop Roman Reigns from talking it's not gonna stop Tony Khan from responding so it's fun if you're a wrestling fan you should be having a whole lot of fun with this and all this banter about ratings and all this other nonsense You know, just hope that you continue to get, you know, great shows. And I guess the philosophy question for next time around for AEW is because you are now going up against Talking Smack and they're not going to have that type of competition, obviously you're going to want to... Put your best foot forward and make sure you get a big, solid victory there because you wouldn't want to lose the talking smack. I wonder what they actually do uh, for Rampage on that show. If they do anything on Dude. There if they did a normal make sure that show they secure the victory. If they
3: did a normal show going head to head with Smackdown. So I presume they're going to do a normal show going head to head with talking smack. Wait a second.
4: You would. I don't know if I would consider that night normal, quote-unquote. You know what I mean? It was an extra amped-up It was, amped up it was night.
3: CM Punk versus Matt Seidel and, and Ruby Soho commercial versus free, The Bunny. start
4: the show with CM Punk? I think that's no, it. No, it
3: wasn't commercial-free. They did the same thing they do on every Rampage. The they 15 don't, minutes. Yeah, they don't do a commercial for had, the first match, but then they had six minutes of commercials. That's the same I'm, as every single but Rampage. But that's how
4: they announced it with the volley back with what WWE was doing. Again, I'm not... I'm not trying to fight over the show or anything like that, but I'm saying, you know, I wonder next time around, do you see CM Punk to open up that show, or do you have a a different, you know, a different person in there? Again, I just... For fans, again, all the rating stuff aside, it's not going to stop. I'm sure everybody's got their opinions on it, but bottom line is when you just look at the wrestling from that night, you know that should be the biggest takeaway for most people, even though this discourse is not going to stop
3: no matter how much you want it to. Somebody said I was wrong about something. I can't figure out what they told me I was wrong about. I mean Rampage and Dynamite, the, the first match normally is commercial free. Then they do a bunch of commercials, and that's exactly what they did on the show. That's six minutes of commercials after that opening match well, in that final do. quarter. That's how this and works. I've you know, we've we've talked about this a million times. It sounds ridiculous, but uh both WWE and AEW They lose a large number of viewers during every commercial break. People actually switch the channel. Which, by the way, should tell you something about, uh, you know, these these people that claim how big streaming is. I mean, streaming isn't something where you really switch channels so much. It's like you choose. Anyway. But the point is, they, they had six minutes... And they still tied Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So that's bottom a line victory. Is though they
4: they did announce it that way though. I mean, again, with all the volleying that was going back and forth, they did make sure to point out that it was commercial free. So I don't think they'll be doing that against Talking Smack. They won't have to.
3: They announced that what was commercial free? The first match? Yes. Well, I don't know why they bothered, since it's almost always the case. Sometimes yes, there, sometimes there is a ninety second commercial during the first match. But not always. It depends on what they've got for the first match. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
1: 800-306-1760, 306 1760 306 1760
2: that's 800-306-1760. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Elber is here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. We've also got Dynamite ratings from Saturday night, and Dynamite ended up doing 727,000 viewers on TNT, uh, which was down 31% from the Wednesday show. The last time they aired on Saturday, they did 626,000. So they were up 14% from the last time they went on Saturday night. There was very strong sports competition this time out. Multiple college football games, MLB playoff game on Fox and FS1 and TBS. And the 18-49, to then an 0.28. I don't think anyone's doing the comparison, but I mean, if you wanted to. Dynamite beat Rampage and SmackDown, handily. On Saturday night this week. So those are your numbers. There you will be another. another one for you. There will be another. Hold on. Dynamite Saturday. This coming Saturday. And then the week after that, October 27th, they will return to Wednesdays. Just throwing this out there for
4: compare and contrast for anybody. The NHL on TNT debut, 817000 for the Rangers-Capitals game which I think was a drop puck at 7 o'clock, and then the later game, Chicago and Colorado, 522,000 viewers. So there you go for what replaced wrestling on Wednesday night, in case you want to hold a grudge against the stick-and-puck sport about moving your stuff to Saturday night.
3: We also had the Raw show. Should I do the Raw report? Should I get it over with? (sighs) This is the follow-up, by the way. They knew when they put this show together that they had been defeated in 18-49 to 49 in their head-to-head battle on Friday. And uh, this, by the way, when I recap this show, this is going to tell you what Vince McMahon and his inner circle thought of the fact that they were defeated in 18-49 to 49, head-to-head with all of their biggest stars going up against Ruby Soho and the Bunny and CM Punk versus Matt Seidel. We had a Charlotte segment where she set up a match with Bianca Belair for the championship in the main event here tonight. Xavier Woods versus Jinder Mahal. The men, of course, in the tournament's got 10 full minutes to wrestle. That's with Jinder Mahal, I might add. And Xavier Woods defeated him. Xavier Woods goes to the finals of the King of the Ring tournament to face Finn Balor for the King of the Ring crown. We had a segment backstage with Austin Theory and the 24-7 Geeks and Truth where Truth challenged Austin Theory to a match. Austin Theory goes to the ring and then Truth reveals, I actually challenged on behalf of my friend Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy has been drafted. He's going to SmackDown. This was his last match on Raw. He is defeated clean by Austin Theory. But then he boots him. He hits him with a twist of fate. He lays upon his fallen body and he takes a bunch of selfies here on his way out. We had Drew McIntyre and Big E. Last week they were teaming together. They agreed to be a team. They agreed to not fight. And then when they got in the ring, they were both selfish, despicable people. And they fought each other and they broke up and they, they, it was just a kerfluffle. And then they come back this week and they say, you know what? That was wrong of us. Let's team up tonight and we'll put our differences aside. And we'll wrestle on Thursday at which point they went in, they put their differences aside, they did not break up, they wrestled and won, and I was like, what did you do all of this last week for then? What a waste of time. The match was good, because I have nothing but respect for all of the wrestlers in WWE. I have nothing but a lack of respect for the people at the very top that write these stupid shows and put them on television and... and, I have to sit through them every week, and my brain hurts, and I get angry, and I yell and scream on the radio. We had Mansoor beating Cedric Alexander, and then afterwards, Ali came out and cut a promo on him. But then Mansoor grabbed the mic and cut a passionate promo on Ali, vowing to win in his hometown. And as a viewer of WWE, I thought, ha yeah, all right, buddy. And the funny thing, he probably will, but I have no faith in this man winning in his hometown he better. I
4: presume how he'll be screwed. The, who knows how long they stay on the tarmac this time around if Mansoor doesn't come out with the victory. Come on now.
3: Bobby Lashley and Goldberg did an interview via satellite, and uh, Lashley's argument is, bro, you keep saying you're going to kill me. That's just not right. And Goldberg is doubling down. Kill you Thursday, he says, vowing to kill him in Saudi Arabia. Great. We had Randy Orton and Riddle versus the Street Profits. Did I mention earlier I have the utmost respect for all of the wrestlers, even the ones who really aren't very good, like Omos. They're still in there working hard. It's not his fault. They're making him do a a roundhouse kick and at 7'10 or whatever he is, he still can only get his foot up to their chest. But regardless, they have a good match. And then... AJ Styles just does a springboard phenomenal forearm for the disqualification. I sat through that whole match, and just a lame disqualification. Oh, well, you can't beat the Street Profits. They're new on the brand. Then we had Dewdrop versus Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler's just been mauling everybody. She's on a tear. So they go two minutes... She destroys Dewdrop with kicks and strikes and violence. She goes to choke her out, and Dewdrop falls and squishes her for the pinfall. A fluke finish in the semifinals, in the two minute semifinals of the Queen's Crown Tournament. The finalist, Dewdrop, fluked her way into the finals where she will be facing Zelina Vega. Lance had the over-under. Is the whole tournament going to go longer or shorter than 20 minutes? I foolishly said I think it's going to go a little bit over. What an idiot I was. There's no way the whole tournament puts together it goes more than 20 minutes. Now sometimes Dave goes, oh, man, I watched the G1 right before Raw. And it's like, well, what did you do that for? And then, is it really fair to compare the G1 to Raw? But you know what I watched right before I did this show? I watched four of the five title matches on the last Stardom pay-per-view, including a match with two women who I believe are 17 years old, and, like, they went longer and had a better match than all of the matches in the Queen's Crown Tournament put together! Hey, hey, Brian. You
4: know who used to be in stardom? I mean, dude a lot of dropping, people used to
3: be in stardom, but I mean, do
4: dude, do dude Shayna Shane. It's Baszler. irrelevant. It's irrelevant, I know, Mike. I'm just They're saying, not doing no. stardom
3: matches here. I understand They're doing that.
4: Queen's Crown. I understand that. I understand that. And I I remember the conversation you had with Dave this morning about minutes given for you know levels pushed and everything, and it's just disappointing because you have Shane Baszler go out there, and it's like, were they really? having Shayna Baszler break arms and dislocate. Yes, limbs, they were. So so she could lose to Dewdrop, you know, and every
3: single amazing. match in the amazing. Queen's Crown Tournament put together six matches have gone a total of fourteen minutes and thirty-four seconds. Six tournament matches combined have gone fourteen minutes and thirty-four seconds. If I were a woman, I would be more appalled that they even bothered doing this tournament. Like, if you're going to do the tournament, do the tournament. Yeah. Don't do yeah. the tournament and give six matches a combined 14 minutes and 34 seconds. That is not equality. Finn Balor beat Mace in two minutes. Because, I mean, well... Wow. Remember that... Ah, you didn't see it, so it doesn't matter. Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair, 22 what? minutes they were given for the main event. 22 minutes. And they fought and they wrestled and they did moonsaults to the outside and they did mirror spots to show off their athleticism. And then Charlotte, and I don't even know why, she rolled outside and she hit her with a chair for the DQ, and they went off the air. Lickety split. That's what they gave you the very first show after they were defeated in 18-49 by AEW Rampage. That's what they gave you. That's what they think of you, the fans. This is what we're going to give you after what happened on Friday. Clearly a message was sent by people between the ages of 18 and 49, which I don't know if you've paid much attention lately, but there's a lot of people on this planet between the ages of 18 and 49. I'd say most of them. A message was sent, and you know what we heard? You know how we're responding to that message that you sent loud and clear? We're going to give you a by the numbers, nothing happening show with a bunch of lame finishes. It was disgusting. But hey, we got uh, Crown Jewel. Saudi Arabia.
4: Not disgusting at all, of course. No,
3: of course no. not. Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar for the title. Becky, Bianca, and Sasha for the title. RK Bro versus AJ and Omos for the tag titles. Biggie and Drew for the title. Goldberg and Lashley for life. Finn Balor and Xavier Woods for the crown. Dewdrop and Zelina Vega for the crown. Can they go more than five minutes? Edge and Seth Rollins, Helena in a Cell, and Mansoor faces Mustafa Ali. That's the lineup, everybody. Thursday. It may Selena actually Vegas end... Zelina is winning, isn't she? Actually, Honestly, I think Dewdrop is winning. And I also think that in order to get heat, I thought about this, it's probably going to be Finn Balor turning heel and screwing Xavier Woods out of the crown that he's been lobbying for on social media for two straight months now. Because hey, it's WWE. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
5: If you've got a small business, you know there's nothing more valuable than your time. So why waste it at the post office? Stamps.com makes it easy to mail and ship right from your computer. No special equipment required. Whether you're in office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. You'll even get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. And their new Rate Advisor tool lets you compare shipping rates across carriers so you always find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk, and when you go to Stamps.com and use offer code FOCUS, you'll receive a four-week free trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top and enter code FOCUS. That's Stamps.com promo code FOCUS. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again.
1: 800 817 2968. 800 817 2968. 800 817 2968. That's 800 817 2968.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Simper, Bibi, also WrestlingObserver. WrestlingObserver.com. You know what I'm going to do? What you going to do? I'm going to read all of these emails and text messages in the order that they have been received, just like a call center. And if you want to leave one, 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. Let's see what's on everyone's mind. Benjamin, Roman's quotes from this week are now more funny than ever because all WWE has left are the hardest of the hardcores in their 50s. Their shows are so long and so bad they haven't been making new fans at all, resulting in steep decline in ratings over the past decade. If AEW has a ceiling, then WWE are in the toilet. Ah. Oh. This person here says, Admittedly, I watched the Raw main event because I had hoped that Logic would win in the end and Bianca would win the title. Silly me. Nope, they're just going to get in the ring and exchange the titles. Well... Right now, because this company, the thing about WWE that's so funny, I'm not sure if you're all aware of this or not, but it's fake. And they are constantly putting themselves in situations where then they got to figure out some complicated way out of it. Why do you have red and blue belts called the Raw Women's Titles and the SmackDown Women's Titles? They don't do that for the men's titles. It's the WWE title, and it's the universal title. Well, when you have brand-specific belts, because you can't think of anything better than that, and then you have a draft, and you decide you're going to draft people, well, now you run into this problem. How did they solve the problem when the tag team switched last year? Well, these poor blokes had to get in the ring, and they had to switch belts, and then the poor guy that runs the title section on WWE.com, all these poor blokes that do Wikipedia, they had to figure out, well, what the hell's going on now? So now, so now New Days got 11 instead of 10, but they didn't win them, nor did they lose them. Now we have to, it's, it's just, it's, and now we got the same problem with the women's titles. The SmackDown women's title is going to Raw, and the Raw women's champion is going to SmackDown. Somebody needs to let me know the... Uh, Clearly the, well and- thought out in advance
4: here the linear WWE women's champion is. Oh, come on.
3: That's what I'd love for somebody so now, to bring up and find out. now you've got an issue that they created for themselves, which makes them look incompetent. Now they you've are. got to have Why? these the these thing. two champions have to either get in the ring or exchange the titles. Or, and this is the easiest solution, on social media, what? you add Charlotte to the match at Crown Jewel It becomes a four-way with both champions. It's a two-fall match. The first fall becomes the Raw champion. The second fall becomes the SmackDown champion. You get the belts on the right people.
4: Can Paul Heyman book that? The only way I'm trusting that and to make it entertaining and to put some spin on it is if Paul Heyman has got something to do with that. He's got to pull back into his ECW bag to make that entertaining for me. You talk about how they put themselves in this position Because they're having a draft, they can't think of
3: what else to do.
4: It's not like this sprung up on them. They were planning this for a while, which makes it really easy when you plan this stuff out. But they don't do that.
3: I mean, they announced a draft, but they weren't planning.
4: But that's the whole problem, is why do you you even bother them? Because, again, the whole thing is a Muppet show in a dumb variety show week after week after week, where it writes itself as it goes on, the show books itself, and it's just a mess. And it's just... Again, this is so stupid. The whole thing with the multiple championships, with the brand split, with all this nonsense. If you can't put any thought behind it, you can't put any dedication behind it, how do you expect anybody to care? And I know that's a lot of their fan base right now, but... You see a, st- a fan base that's not with you who's being stimulated in other ways, and that group is creating new fans. So as your fans start to die out in their 50s and 60s and this whole boom period, again, Brian and I, there are, you know, and the people right behind us, we're the last of those generations that came out of Hulkamania and that came out of Ric Flair, Jim Crockett 80s and lived through the Attitude Era. I mean, most of the people now that are building wrestling fans they're coming out of the attitude era they missed those other booms they're coming out of the john cena era for heaven's sakes it's been 20 years since 2000 and wwe's still operating like it's back in the 80s and it's just it's bizarre that it's bizarre that they need this cajoling and it's It's really sad that there is nobody there to shock Vince and to shock that company into some new eyes, some new thoughts, some new ideas. You know, you go and you throw a bunch of color on NXT 2.0, and you bring back characters like Tony Nipples. Like, you know, that ain't going to cut it, especially when you have all that talent there. And that's the worst part, is you could snap your fingers, put some thought behind some things, some care behind things. WWE would be humming because of the amount of talent they have. That's the big
3: plus of being number one, and they just don't. Aaron here says, you know what the biggest irony is with WWE? All WWE has anymore is match quality. That's it. The thing they hate the most. There is no point in investing in stories, characters, or angles. It doesn't matter. And it hasn't for years now. Everyone gets disappointed when they don't get a clean win, but that's what they do. And what they will keep doing until Vince is in his grave. Person says, Dave on Observer Radio reminded me of the old Iada days. What a burial of WWE. This person says, Bianca versus Charlotte was an unbelievably great match with an unbelievably horrible finish. The entire story of this inept company. Kyle here says, Raw was actually a decent show. I liked most of the wrestling. The problem is obviously Vince and his goons and their stupid ideas. They had the temerity to do that finish in the main event after the ratings debacle earlier, like the fans and arenas were going crazy with that main event, and they gave them a terrible d q yeah,
4: that's the worst part is you don't even go out of it with anything other than your pedestrian nonsense d q and everything's fifty fifty because you know nobody can win on smackdown nobody it just it's just stupid, it really really is.
3: Person says, until this week, the last wrestling show to defeat WWE head to head on cable, this obviously not counting NXT, because it was developmental, was Monday Nitro, October 26, 1998, when they beat Raw 5.1 to 4.5. WCW then went out of business. TNA could never touch WWE. For says, I really love it how the WWE apologists are now suddenly discarding AW's victory during the head to head 30 minute battle, like WWE themselves didn't set up the commercial free overlap. Also, FS1 and TNT are both on cable television and in roughly the same number of homes. How is it not an even playing field? Well, I think people would argue it's not an even playing field because SmackDown was on a different channel. They weren't on their normal channel. But. The thing with me that was funny yesterday was I. I was hearing from people in WWE that were like, they had every excuse in the book about Friday night. It was like, and no one brought this up before. Yeah. They only brought it up after. Yeah, I, I noticed you didn't bring up beforehand. Oh well, they're on, uh, they're on FS1, or well, you know, uh, whatever the excuse was. I mean, how come no one brought that up before? The reason was because the reason it was done was to bully, literally bully, the other promotion. And then the bully got stomped down. And then there was every excuse that no one bothered to bring up earlier. Like, if those were actually issues, this never would have been done. But it was done for a reason. You guys think that this was done because WWE expected to be beaten in 18-49? to Of course not! Of course not! The reason it was done was because they presumed they would stomp them. And they didn't. So I don't want to hear the excuses afterwards about what was unfair to WWE. Oh, well, you know, they mobilized their fan base. What do you think you did that's or tried to do?
4: That's what happens when cocky fighters take L's they're not used to taking. It's like you hear that a lot. I mean, I'm not making any excuses, but and that's what you're getting right now. That's do you know what this getting. is,
3: by the way? Because I've been watching a lot of this with my daughter. But, From <laughs> yeah. day one... From day one, WWE versus AEW has been the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. WWE is Wiley Coyote, and they come up with one wacky scheme after another. Oh, we're going to put NXT on the USA Network. Oh, we're going to do this. Oh, we're going to do that. And time after time, the Roadrunner outsmarts them, and then Wiley Coyote comes up with some new plan. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get him this time. Well, this time we're going to extend SmackDown on FS1 and go commercial-free and have Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, and Sasha Banks, and Becky Lynch in a pay-per-view count call- This time we're going to get him. And the Roadrunner comes by and outsmarts them again. And, then, ah, they're so mad. Oh, it's the—it's Acme's fault. Right. Oh, if only the TNT hadn't blown up early. Tell you what, man, that's what NXT, look what they're doing with
4: it now. They turned it into a big old generic ass acme that they're trying to get some weapons from and throw to Tony Khan and, and I just want you to, to think right now, everybody that listened to that, in your best in your best botchamania brains, think of those heads on that cartoon and some of the situations that would happen and, and the look on on the
3: coyote's face, which in this case is Vince's face. Yep. That's kind of what it's like. This person says it's crazy, the mental gymnastics WWE fans do about finishes. Remember that exploding barbed wire debacle with Moxley and Omega? All the critics had to say was they ruined a great match with a horrible ending. Brian, it's sports entertainment. WWE does sports entertainment finishes, not wrestling finishes. Well, I know what you're saying, but the problem is, I'm not sure if you're aware of the definition of the word Entertainment. But I do not consider sitting through 20 minutes of a match to have a pointless DQ finish be entertainment. It is not sports entertainment. And if you are going to
4: do something like that, pay me off on the story. Give me more to work with here other than the next match that has a disqualification or some sort of stupid finish to keep things going in their minds. It just, again, some of this stuff isn't that hard. Pro wrestling
3: isn't that hard, and they make it that way person says, I think that WWE is not getting dragged enough for going to Saudi this year. Just today, news about a dissident being tortured to death in jail. The siege of Yemen is ongoing. Running propaganda for these people is horrific. Well, I think part of the problem is it just keeps happening. Like, everyone everyone's complained about it every time. At some point, it's like, you're going to keep complaining. They're just going to keep going. I mean, your choices are, watch it or don't. Support them or don't. Otherwise it's just, you know, if you continue to support them, they're going to continue to do this. It's 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 to them, it's all about the money. They're going to make 50 million dollars for a show. So the rest of it is irrelevant to them. They are making 50 million dollars for a show. If you complain about it, they will say, "Well, we have a a uh, we, we owe it to our shareholders." To not turn down a show that will gross us fifty million dollars, so that's what's happening here. It's happened every time. That's what's going to happen again when they do two a year. If you're that,
4: you know, and I can understand people being that upset about it. If you are the, the only thing you can do is not support WWE because then know you go, well, I want to support the wrestlers. No, this is bigger than wrestlers. This is bigger than pro wrestling, any of that sort of stuff. So if you feel that strongly about it. It's nice that you do make your presence felt online and all that sort of stuff, but the best thing you can do, take WWE out of your system 100% because that's the only way you can really affect any sort of change. This comes down to the dollars, like Brian said, so the only way you can hurt a company like WWE is take money out of their pocket and put your focus and and your, your efforts and your
3: fandom elsewhere and benefit someone else. I for one love having a wrestling war between WWE and AEW. I love Tony Khan taking shots and Roman Reigns taking shots and Top Dollar taking shots. It's just fun. Well, if we're going to throw in Top Dollar, you got to throw in the the Young Bucks. Their Jimmy their Twitter Omega? is something to see. The t- callous I mean it's
4: look this is great look especially just be you know, be a fan I know you're listening to this show you like news you like the ratings and all that banter and all that sort of stuff but if you're a fan this is fantastic back in a moment observer
3: live.
1: Help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167 800-880-7167 That's 800-880-7167 Paid for by Airtime Media. You are listening to
2: Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez
3: here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. You know, what one of the biggest problems is with WWE. So, I mean, there's a million of them, but this is this one's been bothering me the last couple days person here says, Xavier Woods has actually taken the time to talk about wanting to be the king of the ring on many of those Talking Smack YouTube interviews and other things like that dating all the way back to his days in NXT eight years ago. If this were my company, Xavier's winning the king of the ring on Thursday in Saudi Arabia. And I don't know if he is or he isn't, okay? But the problem and this goes for so much stuff in WWE. As a fan, I got no faith. As a fan, my presumption is that his dream will be crushed in order to get heat. That is what I presume. Then, of course, what you know normally happens is I got no faith in anything, and then like you know, maybe two times out of ten, there's like a big happy ending or something like that, and then I hear, "Oh, we'll see, Brian. Uh, they do have a." No, it's not about see after the fact. It's about you have trained me as a fan to expect the worst all the time. I'm always expecting somebody to get screwed. I'm always expecting someone's dream to be crushed. I'm always expecting someone to be beaten in their hometown. I'm always expecting the worst. And every now and then I'm proven wrong. But as a fan, it shouldn't be about, well, expect the worst and then like thank, you know, bow down to Vince McMahon every now and then because he gives you what you want. That's a big problem. We're out of time, everybody. I want to thank all of our, our Twitch homies. Yesterday, Filthy Tom was on an airplane. He is now home. And so at 2 Pacific 5 Eastern, we'll be doing Filthy for Daily. 2 Pacific 5 Eastern, live for our top-tier YouTube subscribers. SmackDown. New Japan strong. Stardom. woo Talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.